0: Welcome to Medicare for All Explained. This podcast will enlighten our listeners and dispel the distortions that surround Medicare for All. Medicare for All Explained is produced in collaboration with Physicians for a National Health Program and is hosted and produced by Joe Sparks. I'm your host, Joe Sparks. This is episode 65, our healthcare mess and why we need Medicare for All. In this episode, I am going to describe the current problems with the United States healthcare system, what is Medicare for All, and how Medicare for All can solve those problems. So let's get started with the problems with our healthcare system. The United States healthcare system is broken. Minor tweaks to the system won't fix it. How bad is our current system? Before COVID, we had 68,000 unnecessary deaths per year because people cannot afford medical care. We have about 84 million people who are uninsured and underinsured. Underinsurance is when people have insurance but still skip care because they can't afford the out-of-pocket costs. Those 84 million people represent more than 40% of people who are 19 to 64 years old. I don't know about you, but I would not buy a product that had more than a 40% failure rate. The U.S. healthcare system often ranks last when it comes to overall health outcomes for developed nations. In fact, the Commonwealth Fund has ranked healthcare systems of about 10 developed countries since 2004, roughly every three to four years. And the U.S. is consistent. We have come in last every time. We pay dearly for our horrible results. So while having the most expensive health care system by a wide margin, we still come in last when it comes to overall health outcomes. People have less money to spend because health insurance premiums are so expensive. They take shorter vacations and go out to eat less to pay for their health insurance premiums. Even worse, about one-fourth of adults skip medical care because they can't afford it. And people also can't afford to buy drugs. Insurance clerks with no medical training are allowed to override doctors' decisions and deny medical treatment. Imagine if you're at your doctor's and they say, see that random person on the street? I think they should decide if I can treat you. That is ridiculous. And yet we allow insurance companies to do the equivalent. All this contributes to pain, suffering, and the 68,000 deaths mentioned previously. And... To add insult to injury, our choice of medical providers is severely limited by the insurance companies forcing us to use restricted networks. No matter how much tinkering we do with our current healthcare system, we are still likely to have tens of millions of people who can't afford medical care, and so we will need to keep tinkering forever in a futile attempt to make sure that everybody can get the medical care and the medications that they need. Shortly, I will explain what Medicare for All is, how it works, and how it will solve the problems in our current health care system. But first, I want to emphasize an important point. Just because you have health insurance does not mean that you can afford medical care or medication. And there are tens of millions of people who have insurance but still can't afford care. having health insurance doesn't necessarily mean squat to solve the health care crisis in this country. We need to make sure that everyone can get medical care and medications they need when they need them without worrying about cost and as we shall see. Medicare for All does that. So what is Medicare for All? Medicare for All is a single-payer health care system. A single-payer system is where there is a single entity that pays medical bills. Usually, that entity is the government or a quasi-government agency. Traditional Medicare is such a system and the government agency that runs Medicare is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So we already have the infrastructure for running a Medicare for All system. The full name of Medicare for All is Expanded and Improve Medicare for All because it provides better and more comprehensive coverage than Medicare. For example, Medicare for All will provide dental vision, hearing aids, and long-term care. Almost everything is covered except voluntary cosmetic surgery. Medicare for All also has other important benefits. It covers everybody and out-of-pocket costs are eliminated. So deductibles, co-pays, and coinsurance are eliminated for doctor visits and prescription drugs. Let me repeat that. Deductibles, copays, and coinsurance are eliminated. This means that health care and medications are always affordable. I can't emphasize enough how important this is. Doctors have consistently told me that patients are often worried about cost of treatments and medications. It would give people peace of mind to know that they can get the health care they need without having to worry about cost. It would also give doctors peace of mind to know that their patients will get the treatment they need without having to worry about costs. Are some insurance clerk overriding their medical expertise just so an insurance company can increase its profits? Eliminating the out-of-pocket costs is one of the most important benefits that Medicare for All will provide. Another problem that Medicare for All will address is accessibility. Right now, some low-income urban areas and rural areas lack necessary healthcare facilities since they were closed because they didn't produce enough profit. Medicare for All would allow us to put facilities and resources where needed and substantially reduce problems with accessibility. One of the best features of Medicare for All is that it provides more choice than current health insurance. Medicare for All would allow you to go to any doctor or other medical provider in any hospital. Insurance companies' restricted networks are eliminated. And, as an added bonus, you can use a doctor or hospital in a different state without a problem. And you don't have to worry about changing doctors if you change jobs or if your insurance plan changes annually. While I will not discuss this in detail, there are some substantial economic benefits that Medicare for All will provide. Medicare for All is very likely to reduce the nation's overall health care costs. While the estimates vary, it is reasonable to assume that a single-payer health care system would save anywhere from roughly $5 trillion to $12 trillion over 10 years. This money could be used for other priorities such as education, child care, or infrastructure. Additionally, it is reasonable to assume that Medicare for All will increase disposable income for most families with increases ranging more than 10% for some families. Again, these estimates vary and are dependent somewhat on the circumstances of each family. However, it's reasonable to assume that more than 90% of families will have more spending money with Medicare, for all. This has been a long way of saying that the special interests and politicians who say we can't afford Medicare for all are wrong. The developed nations that have single-payer health care systems have lower health care costs and generally better overall health outcomes than the United States. In other words, we can't afford Medicare for all. It's our current healthcare system that we can't afford. As we have seen, or if you want to get technical heard, Medicare for All will make health care affordable and accessible by eliminating out-of-pocket costs. It also provides more choice and will increase disposable income for most families. It will enable people to get the medical care and medications they need when they need it. Medicare for All will put to rest those 68,000 unnecessary deaths from lack of health care. For me, the question is not when we will have Medicare for All in the United States, but why we haven't done it already. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Medicare for All Explained. Remember to tell your family, friends, and colleagues about this podcast. Information about Medicare for All Explained can be found at our website, MedicareForAllExplained.org. The music for this show is Super Bubbly by Jesse Spillane. The logo was created by Lily Sparks. Thank you for listening.